You're listening to SBS News. Ian Goodenough arrived in Parliament in 2013, promising greater engagement with multicultural communities and promoting hard-working small businesses. The British and Singaporean Liberal MP has been quiet compared to many others on Capitol Hill, but says he's worked hard to maintain his place behind the scenes. This podcast celebrates the most diverse parliament Australia has seen and explores the long and tough path it's taken for many to change the tide. I'm political reporter Krishani Danji, and on this episode of Our House, Ian Goodenough tells us about the highest standards people from diverse backgrounds face, what his party needs to do to engage more with multicultural communities, and what he thinks it'll be like in the new parliament. Thank you so much for joining me. Can I firstly get your thoughts on the 47th Parliament and how do you think the increased diversity within Parliament will change the culture? It's been a positive development to see people from so many different backgrounds get elected and I think it'll be very representative of our community and in society and that will bring different points of view different um, perspectives, and I think it will be very positive for our democracy. How do you feel about seeing people that also have similar backgrounds to you or look a little bit like you? Is that something positive to see as well? How how does it feel for you personally? It's welcome to see people from different cultural backgrounds, um, some from Southeast Asia, others from the Middle East and, and other further places. It will just um, be a little bit um, more homely to have people from similar backgrounds. In your maiden speech to Parliament, you said that you could attest to the value of interacting with people from different cultures and fully participating within your community. How do you think that you've been able to do that and how important do you think it is for all of Parliament to do that? I think it's important that when we are acting as representatives, that we represent the whole community and not just a particular ethnic group or point of view. It should be that we sort of govern and represent all cultures within our electorate uniformly. Do you think that your party's been able to do that successfully? The Liberal Party's had a good record uh, from uh, having what some of the first Indigenous representatives and over the years people from many different cultures uh, in Parliament. Uh, who've led the way and been trailblazers. There's been a little bit of criticism, though, in terms of the volume of people from different backgrounds being within and participating within the party. Do you think there's merit there, or do you think more could be done about that? Certainly the 47th Parliament reflects the fact that, in terms of percentages, I think it represents pretty closely what Australian society is and in some cases even an over-representation of different ethnic groups. But it's, it's been a, a good reflection of society. Does more need to be done? Um, I think probably encouraging different, not necessarily people of different ethnic groups, but certainly uh, gender, but women uh, to participate. Uh, each different group and each different sort of grouping has different challenges uh, in order to get elected to in our electoral system 
And I think if we can provide the support mechanisms for them to take that step, that will be much more effective than quotas or artificial sort of arbitrary, you know, targets. But despite the level of diversity within the 47th Parliament, within the coalition, it's still fairly low. Does the coalition need to encourage more women and more multicultural people to step forward and and participate? Yes, certainly. Um, Involvement is the first step and through our membership uh, we are seeing more multicultural people and women get involved and there is a fairly long lead time from joining the party, working your way up through the channels and we'll probably see the benefit of that in about a decade's time. (laughs) That's a long way away. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Do we need to bring that process forward? Mm. Well, politics is a long lead time. It's not like a profession where you can, after three or four years, qualify and and get in. Uh, Some people have had to wait an extremely long time uh, in Parliament and being in the right place at the right time. So... Um, a journey of 10 to 15 years in order to get into a into parliament is, is not unheard of. Do we want more young people, though, being there and being involved and having, a, having more of a say? Certainly young people, but equally people with a bit of life experience. Uh, we've seen very young people get elected to parliament and not lasting because they did not have the necessary grounding or life experience and only short time in Parliament, but certainly a bit of private sector experience and uh, life experience helps in, in order to create a balanced representative. Can I go to your own background? Your background is quite mixed in terms of your British roots as well as your Southeast Asian heritage. How do you think that that's shaped you? Uh, Being Eurasian has been good because it's given both perspectives, a Western perspective and an Eastern perspective. And it sort of brought both worlds together and I'm able to sort of look at issues from a balanced perspective. Have you ever felt, uh, you moved here when you were nine, either in a personal or professional capacity, have you ever felt overlooked? I've always had to work very hard to achieve uh, whatever I was um, uh, aiming for. And, you know, at school I studied extra hard and uh, through university and and within the Liberal Party. Um, It was always a challenge to be recognised, but, you know, with a lot of hard work and perseverance and um, just having a go, that was the key to getting ahead. Do you feel like there was a different, or there's been a different standard for you in that way? I know that a lot of people that I've spoken to, myself included, from multicultural backgrounds, sometimes, you know, there's the impetus to, as you said, to work harder and study harder and be better. Is that hard sometimes? Sometimes people of ethnic uh, origin have to work twice as hard to get to where they, they would normally be. Um, but, you know, I've taken that in my stride and, and been happy to have a go and work hard to achieving that. Within your own position in the Liberal Party, you're one of the more senior members now. And do you feel that potentially you were overlooked from a shadow 
ministry or a shadow cabinet position? Well, I was seeking the Liberal Party room nomination today to run as deputy speaker. So in a sense, um, you know, take it in, in, in the stride of, of uh, progressing slowly. I've been um, committee chair and served in various capacities on the speakers panel before. And um, there are limited positions on, on the sh- in the shadow ministry and, and the ministry. Um, and some of my talented colleagues who've served longer than I have have been promoted. And um, I think uh, today, if I do get the Coalition Party Rooms nomination to run for deputy, I'll take it as a tremendous honour. And uh, hopefully, (laughs) yes, (laughs) that's right. If we go back to the last election, how important do you think the multicultural vote was? It depended on which electorate uh, you were in. So certainly in electorates like Tangney, there were a very high proportion of migrants. In my uh, electorate of more British and South Africans tend to be the major ethnic group, so uh, multicultural issues are not as important as in some of the inner city suburbs. But overall, the Liberal Party did pre-select a lot of multicultural candidates, but a lot of them were in very safe Labor seats. Do we need to look to try and get more people from different ethnic backgrounds into more safe, winnable seats? It all depends on a number of factors, including where the candidates live. So sometimes, if they are not living in those areas and they get parachuted in, very often you can have a backlash from the community, as we've seen in Sydney. Within Parliament itself, within the actual culture of Parliament, there have been a lot of uh, allegations around bullying or inappropriate behaviour. Do you think it's improving? Certainly, um, in the past, you know, a lot of the allegations uh, around the Jenkins report and everything um, did highlight some historical behaviours that were inappropriate and not in line with community expectations. But um, I think there's a genuine awareness now of the need to be sensitive of cultural differences and cultural values and also um, with, with, you know, with appropriate gender and um, conduct uh, between members and colleagues and staffers. And do you think over the next term it'll get better? Are you hopeful of that? I think so. I think there's been a greater awareness of um, people's conduct and behaviour and greater transparency and um, hopefully the culture will improve in Parliament and be less adversarial and um, combative. Is that something that you've ever experienced in Parliament, any sort of snide comments or bullying or anything like that? Parliament's always been robust and uh, a lot of interjections during speeches and things. I don't take it personally. I I don't think it's had anything to do with culture or, or ethnic background.
In terms of the culture sort of outside Parliament, after the last election, there was a little bit of criticism around the clan, mm-hmm. the group which you're involved in. How would you reflect on that, particularly what you were saying earlier in terms of wanting to include more women within politics? Um, I think the whole issue about the clan is probably a lot of it's been misrepresented in the media. Um, it was a WhatsApp group that uh, various people had contributed to, and I don't think any of the sexist or racial comments were attributed to myself. Um, I think uh, the, the media probably needs to review and reflect on how it's reporting on on an issue that was blown out of proportion. And just finally, who do you hope to champion with your time in politics? I hope to champion basically the working families in my electorate. Um, They are the aspirational people who seek to be independent, to create um, a good life for themselves and their children and their families, and to achieve financial independence in retirement. So very much that is the backbone of my community. People who are small business people, tradespersons. Well, thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. Our House is a podcast series for SBS News and interviews politicians from multicultural backgrounds who are changing the face and culture of Parliament. Join me, Krishani Danji, next week for more.